All right, uh, welcome to the Match Point Podcast. Tonight, we're really excited to have Coach Tim Mathis. He's the head football coach at Cumberland University. Coach, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, man. Uh, glad glad, uh, glad to be with you. Well, we're excited to have you. Hey, uh, kick us off, man. Uh, talk to us about where you're from and where you played and kind of how you how your journey led you to Cumberland. All right. Um, this kind of I'm – a, I'm a North Georgia guy. I grew up uh, – I'm a coach, coach, coach's son, just a football rat. My dad was a high school football coach, uh, head football coach. Grew up in Bremen, Georgia, and uh, around nine or ten years old, moved to Rome, Georgia, and settled there. Went to high school at a school that no longer exists but was a powerhouse, West Rome High School, for, uh, kind of a powerhouse back in back in the day, and and. And after that, went to uh, graduated and went. It's kind of a crazy, unique story. Getting back to high school, um, our head head football coach, who was our athletic director, made us play a sport every season. So to get your letter jacket. So you know, we played football. So in the winter, I played basketball. In the spring, I hated track. Didn't like baseball. And of all things, I played soccer, and uh, it was kind of a crazy thing. A lot of us football guys play soccer. Our starting goalie ended up being a all SEC lineman at Georgia, and so I played soccer. And the craziest of things, how I ended up at Georgia Southern, was I actually went there originally to play soccer. I went to Georgia Southern to play to play soccer, and uh, did it did it for for a year or so, and just didn't just didn't like it college wise. I thought I was on a cross country team. And uh, so <laughs> went to football and I was, you know, I'm that typical guy that people, people don't, I get it as a football guy. I was, you know, I was a good high school football player. I wasn't a great one. And it was, I wanted to coach and uh, you know, it was walk on, walk on at Georgia Southern or um, the offensive line coach there coached at West Rome and was real good friends with my dad, a family friend. And uh, so he taught me, and I was just going – I was a student assistant. So I, I became a student assistant at Georgia Southern, helped helped, helped them uh, run, run practices and stuff. I actually went to the defensive side first. Uh, so I worked with Coach, uh, Coach Garfinkel as linebackers, uh, which some of y'all might know. He was a Birmingham Southern coach for a while too later on, but – and Coach Smith, uh, Cliff Smith, who was a defensive line coach at Georgia Southern, I worked with him, and I would help during our individual group time, whatever we're doing offensively. I was I was his guy, so I helped run that, and and they were unbelievably kind to me. I owe a lot to them at Georgia Southern at the time. Coach Spangler, who was a defensive coordinator, he let me sit in on meetings. You know, most most kids my back then they didn't let you do that. They really took me under my wings because. Yeah. Um, they knew I wanted to coach, and so I, I could sit in any meetings and and pretty much just got my feet wet that way. When I graduated, I went my my first job was at Trine High School in Northwest Georgia, a little small school in Northwest Georgia. Um, coach coached there for uh, four or five years. Um, was had had having daughter got out of coaching for a, a couple of years. With my daughter, just choice. I was like, I, I need to quit doing all these hours, and missed it terribly. And lo and behold, Shorter University in Rome starts a football program. And through mutual, through Coach Hodges that I talked to you about at Georgia Southern, uh, <clears throat> the head coach that was going to be the new head coach at Shorter was Phil Jones. And Phil, Coach Hodges, and Coach Jones, we kind of got together and. Um, Coach Jones offered me the offensive line position there to start the program, so I helped him start the program at Shorter and was there for 11 years. First first couple of years as just offensive uh, line coach, then became. Uh, I mean, I've done it. I, I did it all after after the fourth year. I was the offensive coordinator. I've coached the haybacks, the quarterbacks, the B. I've coached everything but the receivers and uh, and and. and Call the plays there and coach and uh, coach there got left shorter and 
I want to say it was 2015, 2015, I got my first head coaching job. and It was actually a little bitty small school in Florida, Franklin County High School. Everybody, you'll know where it's at when I tell you it's St. George Island, Apalachicola. So that was pretty cool. I lived there on the coast for a year, but I, I, I left, when I left Shorter, my family stayed behind because my daughter was, we were in a, we were in a, uh, a living situation we couldn't get out of for a year. So I was down there for a year by myself, and then my daughter wanted to stay at her school, so I came back toward North Georgia and was a uh, head coach at St. Francis High School for two years. And then this job comes open, and the guy that was the head coach here, obviously I coached against him when I was at Shorter because we used to be in this conference, and Donnie Suber was the head coach here. Georgia Southern guy. He was right before me at Georgia Southern. Knew him real well. Known him a long, long time. He calls me one day and said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to be a defense coordinator at Tennessee Tech. Um, I'm going to recommend you. I'm like, whatever, Donnie. You know, they're not going to – I've been out of college for three years. They're not going to talk to me. And crazy enough, I come. I'm the first guy they interviewed, and they had four other guys, and they told the four other guys we got our guy after the first one. And, you know, no, I think – God just put me here, so that, that's how I ended up here at Cumberland. That's a great. That's a. That's awesome, man. You must have knocked it square in the mouth when they when they brought you in there, man. That's great, dude. I mean, you love. I, must, I, I think I got a great poker face. I guess I don't. Hey, know. whatever it works. Man. That's great. <laughs> so, talk to us a little bit more about you know your time at Georgia Southern. What 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 it meant for you there, and and just the group of coaches you were around, and and kind of how they. It was a great experience, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of on the uh, the tail end. So my first my first year there, um, the year before, was when Coach Russell retired. So Coach Stowers was the head coach. Yeah, when I got there, and, and Coach Stowers is uh, he's a he's a really good person, great person, really good coach. Uh, learned a lot from him, and that, as I told you before, all those guys were just so. So, you know, willing to, to help you out and, and, and help you do things that they really didn't have to do because, you know, I'm obviously not somebody they necessarily wanted there to begin with, but they, they opened their arms. It was just a great staff of, you know, uh, our quarterback coach at the time there was Daryl Dickey who ended up, you know. He, yeah. But Florida State ended up at West Georgia, different things. Coach Garfinkel, who I worked with. Coach Spangler, who's – back as the head coach at Presbyterian. Um, uh, who else was there? Um, coach Hodges, who was the line coach. And Coach Hodges, is, I know y'all get into it later, but he's somebody that really mentored me a, a whole bunch and somebody I look, look up to a whole lot. He uh, – and, and kind of just getting into the option and stuff because I really love that option. My whole life I – Played in a, a wishbone type option offense or a wing T type option offense. So I've I've been around it my whole life. My dad was a wishbone coach, option coach. So um, I just was too. So it was just some, just a natural progression. But those guys, they were a great group of guys and, and did a lot of things when I was there. It's when they first went to the Southern Conference. So I got to be a part. In that first year we were in it, and we won the Southern Conference. So. You got to get some of those rivalries of, you know, why the App State Georgia Southern game are so big now. And obviously, Furman, even before they were in the Southern Conference, Furman and Georgia Southern were such great rival games. So it was a fun time. I, you know, I love that place because it, to me, it is it's, it's the perfect Southern college football place. Uh, you know, just be honest with you, it's the only place in America that, that demands to have an option coach for their their head coach. And, you know, that's a special thing. And it's, a, you know, my the crazy thing about it is my daughter actually, my daughter went to school there, just graduated, but she's the on-campus recruiting coordinator for Georgia Southern. So I couldn't even keep her out of this whole deal. So she was <laughs> down there in the football stuff all the time too. So well, good. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Coach, you, you mentioned a couple guys uh, uh, there a minute ago. Uh, but uh, Can you maybe talk more about a, a mentor that you have that you lean on over the years when you got to make like a, uh, a, a difficult decision or, or, or you need some advice? 
somebody yeah. to lean on. But, you know, I did, obviously, for the longest time, it was, it was my bad in any of the coaching. And one of the reasons is, you know, obviously he's my dad, but he, he was a coach and he, he's done, he did all that stuff, but he was somebody that I'd always lean on. And for Coach Hodges there, Coach Hodges is a legend high school coach in the state of Georgia. Um, won several state championships at different places across the state. Uh, my first head coaching, uh, not head coaching job, coaching job when I was at Trine, uh, Tab Gable was the head coach there. And he, Another guy that I just lean on, I and mean, I still talk to him now. He's somebody I lean on a bunch, not even about football, but just life. And, uh, you know, when y'all ask this question, I just had one of them just pass away actually last week. His name was Bobby Joe Johnson. He's an Alabama Hall of Fame coach. He coached with us over at Trine when I was there. My dad coached against him when he was at Center Alabama, but um, – he, he's a legend, and I still use some of his – he's a wishbone coach now, and he I use some of his principles and, and really the teaching aspects of keeping – really keeping that that old principle of KISS, keeping it simple, stupid. He was just a masterful at just making stuff simple, and, and to this day I use that. But even all those, probably the biggest, because right as we started it shorter, my dad passed away that first year, and Coach Jones – that was the head coach of Shorter basically became my father too. And he, he's somebody that, 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 I mean, he's again, forget football coaching. There's probably not a better human being on the face of the earth than that man. He's just a, he was great. Made me a better person because he was a great Christian man. And, and I probably led him astray sometimes on the football field. When, uh, he might let a cuss word out. I used to apologize to him all the time, told him I was a bad influence on him, but um, that, that man, I jump off a, I jump off Mount Everest for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it's about, isn't it? That's what uh, it is. It is. That's what it's about. And I'm sure you're coming full circle with your coaching career, and you're mentoring other guys. It, it, it is, and especially, you know, when you're at a small, when you're at a small school, college setting, you know, a lot of people are delusional about college coaching. And it, unless you're the head coach, you're not getting paid very well. Right. I mean, it's just – that's a reality. It's a fact. And and so I do have some younger guys, and, and it is full circle because you do – you are mentoring, you know, younger type coaches. And But I love that because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it weren't for those guys. And, you know, shame on anybody that doesn't pay that forward because right. there's no way I'd be where I'm at without – without others people yeah yeah that's well said well said that's yeah that's great that's that's great hey coach tell us about uh cumberland university uh what is it what is school like there and uh, what are you looking for maybe in pr- prospective student athletes well school it's it's it's, it's a, a, a small private school non-denominational it's uh i love it in the simple fact of 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 where we're at, everybody we play against is – and it's nothing – some great schools we play against, some good academic schools and stuff too, but they're all in the middle of nowhere. We are 35 miles east of downtown Nashville, so we're in a suburb of – you know, we're in a destination place as a small school, which is unique. That doesn't happen very much, but – so we're 35 miles east of Nashville, and it's a, it's a great school, old school, started in 1842. To be honest, a lot of – a lot of football history, uh, a heck of a lot of football history. Everybody knows the the uh, Cumberland University, Georgia Tech deal with the 222 zip. And it, you know, a lot of people don't know the story behind it, but here they embrace it and should embrace it because it's actually a funny, unique story that they really didn't have a team, but they were by, they canceled the season but forgot to – tell Georgia Tech so they had to Georgia Tech was going to make them pay five thousand dollars they had to pay five thousand dollars that was like two hundred fifty thousand back then and the school would have shut down so a fraternity went down and played Georgia Tech Kappa Sigma fraternity went down and played Georgia Tech that's why I was (laughs) 200 now yeah there Georgia Tech was a good you know Georgia Tech beat some team other teams by 100 but 
the whole backstory to that is they came up here two years before John Heisman was also the baseball coach and Cumberland beat Georgia Tech in baseball like 24-25 to zip, which is about like the same score in, yeah. in football. And he was going to get his revenge. He wouldn't let them cancel the game. He was going to play that game. And it, But it's a cool – there's actually a book written on it. It's a fantastic story. But, you know, this school in the early 1900s, you know, we're undefeated against – I don't want to play them now, but Alabama, Clemson, Georgia – there's a bunch of – this school was a powerhouse in the old Southern Conference, which was the SEC before it became the SEC. All right. So there's some great tradition here. That's awesome. I'm going to tell you what, man. Put Georgia Tech back on the schedule, man. All these option coaches, man, they want you to go whoop them. You know what I mean? Hey, i tell you what. I <laughs> Do it for us. I'm about that. And I got – I say that. I got a great – one of the defensive coordinators actually coached with us at Shorter and is a great friend, but – the way they the way they dished it, you know, I don't care what offense you run, but don't make fun of the other one. You're you're having trouble scoring points yourself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so uh, we were we were gonna ask you about that, as a matter of fact, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. the, the two hundred uh, uh point. Yeah, call, uh, it's uh, what did you say, Tony's a hundred is it the hundredth uh, Yeah, I, this I, year I, was the hundred yeah. this year's the hundred yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, anniversary or whatever it was, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's something nobody wants to – you would think nobody would want to talk about it. But, you know, crap, first of all, I wasn't alive then. I didn't have a party. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But when you know the story of it, it's it's cool. It's a cool part of college yeah. football history. Yeah. Sure is. Sure is. Well, Coach, let's uh, let's transition, man. Let's talk a little ball. What's, uh, what's Cumberland University option look like, man? Why you running it? What you doing? I just, you know, while we're running, I'll start off with that first. While we're running is because I do, I deeply believe it's the best offense anybody can run. I don't care if, you know, my whole thing is I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. I think it's the best thing to take athleticism out of defense. Yeah. It doesn't matter how gifted you are athletically because my recruiting spill, I tell the coaches, you know, of why this offense works. You, Georgia Southern went into the swamp and beat Florida. You put them on a basketball court, it's 200 to two. Right. Athletically, they had no business beating. Yeah. But it takes the athleticism out of it, and you've got to play sound defense. And in college, it's that way in high school too. you got three days to prepare for it. If we run it how we're supposed to run it, you never, ever, ever are going to duplicate it in practice. I just firmly believe that, but you know, our ours is a lot of what you see with with you know Army, Navy, Kennesaw State. We're we're ninety five percent under center, you know, out of base formation with the two A backs, and and you know, I I believe in in having all those guys out there most of the time because it does it gives you the flexibility of you know they do got to respect the throw the throwing game part of it. And, but, you know, we're, we're a different option team in the sense that I believe in the three-step got that actually from coach Jones. I it's to us, it's a function of the run game because mostly the, you know, mostly what we're going to see is some type of eight man front with either they're going to play you out outside two ways. They're either going to play some type of man or cover three. They more or less have to a lot of ways. You know, if they don't even get in cover three at the start, they're going to roll to it. But um, if you're going to play us eight yards off the ball at the wideout, we're just going to throw it out there. And we'll march all the way down the field throwing hitches if that's what you're going to give us. But I don't think that's going away from the option. I just think that's – to me, it's a – we work on it where it's a function of our run game. We want to be – you know, our three-step, we want to be 75 80% completion rate on it. So, it, we want it to be sound. So, we probably throw it uh, – now, probably. I know we throw it more than any other option team, but it's it's purposely – most of our throws are three-step or, or in either a bubble or just that now now screen to the wideout out there if they're playing. But then it's – I believe in taking – four or five play action shots a game, you know, if it's, if, if we block it, it's a chance for a touchdown. If we don't complete it, they're back. It's backing the safety up. 
I can live with any eight man front. I can't live with a nine man front to and be successful. If you beat a team and they're getting nine men in the, you're just better than them. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I kind of look at it. So that's my whole purpose of play action is make them respect that because if they start getting that safety flying down, whether you complete it or not, you got to throw it. Yeah. That's just, that's just a function of it. But um, that's more or less what we do. I just, I believe in the option and I believe in the, I guess the other thing, of course, a lot of them do it. We probably have 25 or 30 formations in our yeah. playbook. Yeah. Well, we formation the ever living crap out of them and run the same four or five plays. Yeah. 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 That's an easy, less expensive way to really find right. advantage in the game, you know? So that that's, yeah, I, I believe in that too, coach. I, I, I y'all running inside beer. Yes. I'm glad you said, yeah, thank God. I, I don't, you know, and, and people get it caught up because, you know, everybody today and they, they want to listen, you know, Coach Johnson, he call it – or everybody around him call it the triple option or whatever. But, you know, I've Coach Jones was different and, and it's kind of just a different leg off of it. His his background is from Furman and Air Force. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of the Fisher to Bear yep. side of the whole thing. So it was definitely – you know, we, we never call it triple option. When I was at Shorter, it was inside veer. Right. And – and so, and that's what the play is if you run it. But we run, you know, we do good run inside veer. We're going to run midline, midline, if you want to call it midline triple, midline option, or whatever. Uh, they call it zone option today, the, the load option that everybody's running, yeah. which is it's load option. It's, it's right. pullback lead, the lead yep. option, not load option, it's lead option. But, you know, those are going to be our base place. Yeah. And, and, we're going to run it, but the inside veer is something we, 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 I'm seeing more and more that people, I guess, Army, Navy, Kennesaw, they're not reading it as much. They're, they run a lot of this dive yeah, and block it in different ways. And we do that too. We're going to run the dive, but we read it a bunch. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad you said that. It's, um, I feel like I'm on this quest every time we do one. I, there's just not a lot of people running true inside veer anymore, to be quite honest with you. And it's just, you know, I'm like on this quest to bring it back, I guess. <laughs> or, or, and it, well, and it's it, the big code words they use today, and, and, and even you kind of did it, is how expensive it is, or any play, how expensive is it? So, how much time you got to work on it to really run inside veer? You got to work at it. Yep. You got to work on the read. Yeah. And, some people just got in a way that it takes too much time. And and so they're just going to run dive and run run that lead option a whole bunch. And, and we're going to run that too. But, you know, whether you run what you run more is, is to me is it goes down to the what quarterback do you have. And, and kind of go back to recruiting-wise, we're different here. And, again, got it from Coach Jones that, we put everything on the quarterback. So we don't have like the offensive lineman calling in or out or whatever. Our quarterback calls everything. And the whole reason we do that, and the whole reason Coach Jones did it is because if something goes wrong, you got to go to one person. Yeah. You ain't got to go to the all 11 that the quarterback. So saying that, you know, when we recruit a quarterback, they got to be intelligent. I mean, we really, really over speed we're going to have intelligence and you know before we got on i told you that it's shorter in 08 that was um ben ben williams for us at shorter in 08 he wasn't a great athletic quarterback but 95 percent of the time he got the right read and got us in the right play that's a whole lot better you know if he if they don't take him he's going to go eight or nine yards he might not go 50 and 60 but eight or nine yards moves the sticks but he always had us in the right play and made the right read. And that, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do inside veer, you got to have a guy that can read it and you got to be willing to work on it. So you got to throw some of your shiny stuff out the window and work yeah. on, you yeah. know, that play. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I just find that, uh, 
you know, a lot of the principles in your teaching when you're talking about how to do things technique-wise and, and uh, applying your rules, a lot of it runs through into your, you know, your inside your technique. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of those plays all run through that. So you're able to refer back to those same techniques a lot. You know what I mean? So I, well, it, it, everything we teach is based off the, the inside veer techniques. Every blocking scheme we got yeah. is you're either base – Veer release and inside or outside. I mean, yep. that's our yep. scooping. Yep. We don't teach a whole lot of other stuff than other than scoop, yep. veer, and base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm I'm hoping they'll be. Uh, I'm hoping it'll come back around here. You know, uh, with more guys putting more emphasis on it. So, I, you know, I would I, I say that too, but but you know, I don't want anybody in our conference to run it. I yeah. just you know, it just. But I don't understand. I, I think it, uh, you know, because a lot of people call it, well, it's just a high school offense. Well, it, I don't understand why high schools don't run it. Because, again, you might be at a school where you ain't got many athletes, but if they try hard and you coach them up, it gives you a chance to win every game. Yeah. Yeah. Sure does. Absolutely. Even if you have a guy that's having a tough time reading it, you know, um, you got those predetermined plays in there, you know what I mean? To, right. Yep. You know, eliminate that and still get the ball in the, one of your better players' hands, you know? I've yep. seen you guys killing it in that game. I told you I was watching it, Lindsey Wilson. Y'all was killing it on some zone diving, some belly, man. It was, I was, I was but, excited. And we're, we're, we're a big, uh, probably our complimentary plays and, and kind of funny. At first, it's sh it shorter, and I always reference back to shorter because that's when I really started calling it. And really, what Coach Jones learning the ins and out of it is we didn't run belly when we first started until we got we got that cat at B back. And you know, if you're running inside veer and you got that cat, they ain't gonna let that cat have the ball. That's right. And so that's why we put in belly and and it was from we had uh we, we had a coach on our staff that they were a wing T team in high school and they were a belly, you know, it's like, Hey, this is a way we can get the, get, get the fullback, you know, a predetermined way we can get the fullback. And, and it's more or less, again, not very expensive because you're teaching the same type of technique stuff. So yep. it, it just, you know, and we, we put, we went wholehearted with it, but I, you know, you like that belly because we put belly option in with it. And, but why I like it so much is, is, even after the rocket toss, if you run the rocket toss and the belly the same, they don't know if it's the toss or the belly coming because if you have that same motion, you don't know which – are you going to stop the belly or are you going to stop the rocket? And it's – to me, it's a great complementary to each other. But I really like that. The belly is a play that we lean on. If there's any complementary play that we probably lean on more than anything, it's probably belly. Just yeah. because – so far, I've always had that cat at me back. So we're going, we're going to find a way to get him the ball. Yeah. Hey, you got to feed the beast, coach. That's right. <laughs> you got to feed him. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one thing, looking at your film a little bit, was um, I was impressed at your offensive line, man. It, it reminded me back in the day, I, I started out in the wishbone, kind of like you said you were, you know. And uh, yeah. we, 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 we used to teach uh, O-line in four-point stances, you know what I mean, getting off the ball, yep. running your tracks. And I kind of seen some of that in your O-line, man. It got me excited. It, 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 you'll see it, and it's getting – and it's the thing about it, even you watching that game is – I've been here – this will be my third year starting into it, and it's been a process because, to me, for this offense to work, it's it's the O-line's got to work. I, I think it all starts there, and then I think we got special skill guys. So, if our O-line ever starts working, this is going to be an unbelievable click. But they were a spread team when I got here. We've went through a lot of linemen because a lot of them quit. And, it, you know, it's not knocking them because they weren't recruited to do this. Yeah. Right. So it was real simple of, you know, this is – you know, I was – I'm a brutally honest person. I wasn't going to – you know, we're going to do this. I'm not changing because you're not happy. This is what we're going to do. And it's taken some time um, to get them. You know, they didn't really work under – there wasn't a shoot here. <laughs> yeah, right. We got a shoot, and I'm just guys. It's it's 48 inches off the ground. Yeah, and it's it's not fun to do it at, at practice every day. But 
you watch when uh, just stories I can tell. Uh, I always go back to that 08 year because it was so special. It's shorter. We led that year. We led college football in rushing. NCAA and AI, we were the number one team in the country rushing the ball. And I mean, we had teams that, that my players come off the sideline, like coach, they tell us that they'll, if we'll stay off their knees, that they won't make the tackle. When you're dominating a line like that and you're low and coming off, it's demoralizing. Yeah. It's demoralizing to a defense when you come off the ball like that. So, Tony, when you know, when you say that, getting off, hopefully, hopefully we're going to get a whole lot better at that because, and that's, you know, it's easier – it is easier in college because you can recruit those guys. In high school, you know, you got what you got, and sometimes it gets back to just physics and physicality. They Some of them just can't do it. Yeah. They can't bend where they need to. But to me, it's a, it's a work ethic. That's another reason I love this offense. It's a, it's, a, it's a team offense, man. It's a morale offense. If you don't buy into this offense, it's not going to – all 11 – you know, you teach the quarterbacks. If you don't carry out your fake, you're not blocking the safety. That guy might follow, you know, you're carrying out the fake, might block somebody because they might come after you. Yep. Everybody has to do their job. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not on board, boy, you're miserable in this deal. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt. About it. Coaches included. Coaches yeah. included. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. to be honest with you, I think. As it goes, the the your teammates are looking at you like, you know, come on, man. Like, yep. we're all in this together, and here you are. Let's go. You know, so you either get in there and row it or, you, or you're out. So uh, I'm I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, hey, let's talk about practice. Like, um, like when you're um when you're doing your practice plans, are you typically doing individual? Do you do any pod work team? Do you do half line? What, how, how does y'all, how do you, how do you like to practice? Every, and it's kind of, you could come to our first practice and you could come to our last practice. And the individual part of it is going to be same the first day as it is the last game. I really believe individually our first 20 minutes of practice is nothing. I'm talking every position on the offense line, Receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, it's first two steps. It's nothing but first two steps. We drill that because, you know, me, offensive line-wise, I believe any block happens in the first two steps. Mm -hmm. And how fast can I get those first two steps in the ground and keep my base? And so we work on that wholeheartedly individually. We'll go to that. Then we have group uh, some kind of group stuff that we work together uh, – and I, one of them I'll talk about uh, at, at the end when you talk about okay, perfect drills that, that, that you want to do is one thing we do. But we do do group work and we do, you know, we'll record, we incorporate, we like to work belly as a half line. Mm -hmm. we'll say, you know, there's certain plays we like doing as a, as a half line uh, that I think you just work better as a half line. Yeah. That, that you do some things. So we do, we do some uh, half line stuff, but, it's always individual. Then we'll go to some the group settings with where all the skill guys get together. The O line usually has about an hour of individual work. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, you got to really buy in in the O line because that individual work. You know, you 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 basically working the crap out of about four blocks, and and uh, we keep in our, in our passing scheme, we keep our protections. We got three of them, and we got three protections for a reason, and so we can work on the run blocking. But they're all solid protections, so we don't have to come up and scheme about protections. We got three of them. Stick with them, and, and we'll rep those, and then we'll we'll come together with team stuff. And we all college wise, we always do. Uh, we'll do five to ten minutes of live option every day. We ha you have to. It's it's our our defensive coaches hate it, um, especially you know in the spring settings where we're going against each other the whole time ones and ones because you know your butt's gonna get cut you're gonna have to live with it and it's yeah. it's contentious sometimes but to get good at it you got to do it live you got to have live reads um, there's only so much you can try to duplicate as a coach or it or whatever but we we'll do five. 
and it's nothing but when we go live, it's nothing but option plays a lot of times. Uh, and then when we go, if we ever go bags and stuff, usually that's the complimentary play. Sometimes we'll work on bags, but we try to do a lot of our option stuff live. Yep. Gotcha. Now, coach, I know you, uh, you guys got a big time budget out there, man. You've hired 15 analysts to break down your opponent's scout film, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about uh, game planning for an opponent. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure you're just like all these other coaches, man, just like, like us too. Like you show up and you're, you're just amazed at what you're going to see, right? Like you, you have no idea what you're going to see, man. How do you, how do you prepare for the, for, for an opponent? Yeah. I mean, the, the best way you can describe that to everybody is you've seen, if you're, if you're an option coach, you've seen every bastardization. Every, that's a word, but every bastardization of defense you can imagine. But, I've always had a philosophy on that, and, and I believe it to this day. As we're preparing, if you got to, if I end up showing up to the game, and this happened a whole bunch, if you have to change your defense to play us, we've more or less won the game unless we don't execute. Because again, now you just got three days to prepare for something that you're just putting in this week. Um, the toughest teams. I've ever faced in my life running the option or teams that don't come out of their defense. That's what I said last night. Coach. He said that last night. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a fact. And in fact, the, the guy I took over from here, Donnie Suber, who was a defensive coordinator the whole time here before he was the head coach. When he came there, we, we used to wear Cumberland out until Donnie got the job and he by God stuck with his defense. And it was hard because he believed it's just like running the option. You got to believe in what you're doing. You don't believe what you're doing is going to stop everything. Why are you doing it? Yeah. And but getting back to how you prepare is is you know when it boils down to it, you're going to be in an even front or an odd front. I mean that it is that simple. And the way we prepare for it is you really prepare for it in the off season. We have a we have a Bible. So we got every defense we've ever seen in that Bible. And we put every we put every play that we can run against it in that. So we show up. We play Lindsey Wilson. We show up, and Lindsey's a, a three four team, but they got in a three three sometime last year. We're going to open up that book to the three three section and say this is what we run against the three. You have to. You need if you're not doing that, you need to do that because you you are correct. Sixty seventy percent of the time, you're not going to see what you've been seeing play the whole time. I mean, they just do that. This, this is our defense going to stop the option. And, you know, I think that's the best way to prepare for it. So, for us, we kind of prepare for it in the offseason. This is what we're going to run against this. Yeah. We still break down the films, watch what they're running. You try to, again, we don't have people. I say that in our, our conference, it's the largest conference in freaking United States as far as uh, – our NAI conference, we have 24 or 25 teams. I can't remember, but it's three divisions. Now, St. Andrews is in North Carolina. They run our offense. And sometimes the crossover, they're a triple option team. So sometimes you'll get to see, hopefully, if that team played them, you get to see some formations. Yeah, That's cool. But Georgetown runs run and shoot, but they'll get in some of our formations. So, you know, that's some things you look for. Okay, they're in a formation we run. How are they lining up to it? So, Hopefully you'll see that same defense, you know, you kind of get an understanding of what they want to do. And you do get an understanding of what they're going to do. You know, if the, even if the team is a some type of zone read team or whatever, and they run the ball a whole lot, you're going to see how the secondary rolls down to play the run. You're, you're going to see all that. But um, it's just, I think the best way we prepare for it is even as we go to install in season is we install a defensive front at a time. We don't do it as let's do this defense. Let's do we install that whole def we're gonna install the three four first because that's what we see most. And then we're gonna we're gonna install the four two five because that's what we see next most. But you go through all of it just so the kids will have everything and then what what we're gonna start going uh to uh to uh visiting with Kennesaw State that I liked. Uh, and we did it at, at, at uh, Shorter, but we didn't do it on our walkthrough day. That Friday walkthrough night is 
we're going to have a 20-minute period of what ifs. What if they line up in this? Guys, what do you got? But if you if you if you install it by going through every front, the kids should have seen it at some point. If you install all the defensive, because it is the only way you really can get a hold of it, because you 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 don't really know sometimes what they're you have no clue what some defenses. I mean, I've seen some stuff that I just you know I'm just sitting there staring at it. I go to the sideline, I'm drawing it. I'm like, I don't know what I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> This is what we're going to do. I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> but the cool thing about high school football uh, is we're allowed to use instant replay. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, that's that's, <laughs> that's a game changer, man. <laughs> it is. I, you know, it, it's, it's the craziest. You'd be like, did I just the, see what I thought I saw? And then you look on it. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the craziest. But, you know, to them, they think it's sound, but – Again, it goes back to the install, and for us having that Bible is you'll have an answer if you got all that sitting there. I'm a big, I'm just different. I am like Coach. I'm like Coach Johnson. Probably a, a throwback to that. I don't have a play calling sheet. It's a feel thing for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. all I want to know is who's making the play. Mm -hmm. Tell me who's making the play. I can make an adjustment. If yeah. The backside backers making the play. All right, I, you know. I know what I need. I just want to know who's making the play who or who are we missing blocking. Right. That's what matters. Yeah. How can we adjust it to make sure we're making the block or they're just crazy flying over the top, all right? We need to come back with some type of misdirection or whatever because it's – I I believe more in it. It's a feel thing than I got to check all these things off the freaking piece of paper. Or I don't – I just – I don't get that – not saying it's bad. That's just I can't deal. That's too much overload for me. Thinking you got to run this play or that play if it's all on that sheet. Yeah, Matt, that brought up a great point too. Uh, Matt was talking on the uh, training the quarterback uh, in a flex bone system last night. I was just curious, like, do you set your quarterback up? You know what I mean to see if he can make the checks to the proper numbers and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, he, gotta, he's he's we demand it. He has to make. That's the thing. If if we call if we call if we call our inside veer to the right and it's supposed to go to the left, he's going to get his butt chewed if he don't check it and go to the – yeah, we put all that. That's why I was saying we got to have an intelligent guy because we we give them the freedom, not the freedom. We demand them to get us in yeah. – go to the right direction, yeah. period. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Uh, yeah, no, I, I – and I think, like you said, a lot of that comes with, like I talked about last night, right? You're developing a relationship with the kids. I was just – you know, we meet with our guys three times a month for six months, basically, and do all kind of different stuff. Anyway, you're developing that relationship and the knowledge base for that kid. So when he steps on the field in spring practice or fall camp or whatever, I mean, he already knows the expectation, you know, like you said, right? If there's an open B gap to the left and you've called it to the right, he better flip it or right. he's going to be <laughs> right. going to wonder why he didn't, you know. Right. And we have, you know, you do have those certain calls where – you don't flip it, but he knows that that's the call for you. You don't flip it. But the other thing that we do is teaching. And when you talk about teaching the quarterback, we teach every skill guy that we have knows who one, two, and three are. Yeah, yeah. They're going to know who one, two, and three are. They have to identify who one, two, and three are. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And, you know, they, our, our thing is they're not going to play until they know who one, two, and three are just because we want everybody to understand it. I, I you know, I like teaching the offensive line. Guys, by just – you get up on the board and draw the play for me. You need to know everybody's position. Yeah. And, and But, again, that's part of what, what uh, Matt just talked about, the buy-in and the relationships that you have. If everybody's bought in and understands it, yeah, it's not going to fail. No. No, it'll be real successful. Yeah. Know? Coach, I want to bring up a guy's name real quick. I just got a text from him. Paul Pitts. Uh, he's 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 my he's, <laughs> you know he's my belly guy. That yeah, Paul's man. the one that, that brought the belly to us. That uh, he was with us at Shorter. He came up here with me in Cumberland. He's now at Trousdale here in Tennessee. But he came with when I got the job here at Cumberland. He he came over here with me. But uh, Paul uh, Paul's the one that did the the belly guy. Paul is a ungodly great coach, great, even better person. Heck, with being a coach, he's a better person. Yeah. 
man. One hell of an offensive line coach, too, man. I'm telling yes, you, he's, he's one of the best, I think. He's a good dude. Yeah. He gets after it, man, with his drills. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. And that's, you know, we it, it's something you just came up with, and, and he, he gets it, and he believes – Coaching this offense, and we had we had a, a crazy Looney Tune coach with us at Shorter, but it made sense in how he described it. Is you got to have fanatical effort to play this offense, but you got to coach that way too. If you coach fanatic, you know you demand all this stuff from them. It just it makes it so much it it, it makes it it works so much better. But you got you got to be fanatical in, in the little things. It's got to matter that they didn't take their first step right. And you got to go overboard with it because if you're going to spend 20 minutes of practice, the first part of practice on it, and it's not a big deal, why are you doing it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, it's your whole philosophy gets thrown out the window in the first yep. minutes of practice, which yep. nobody wants that to happen. We're so. <laughs> sure. Well, I, you know, you talked about three steps, so I think we kind of – we kind of understand what your passing game looks like, you know, and I and I and I, I like how you fra- framed it as an extension of your own game. I, I like that, right? Free access throws are pretty easy, right? So that, that's good. How about like um, any sprint outs, uh, any boots, any things like that? You do we, we, we do sprint out. We do the boot off the rocket toss. Okay. Uh, it's always been a great a, a great and a, a big play. Um, it's shorter and, and we're. We're going to put one in this year at Cumberland just because, again, it was the how, what do you want to work on or whatever, but just some type of uh, screen off of, you know, veer, yeah, uh, different things. Just I think you need that just for if a, if a team's going to be over aggressive. But we you, you we sprint outs a pretty big pretty okay. big deal. has been in the past of of, of what what we do and, and another different and it's because of coach Jones is you know we have past concepts that really can run alpha play action because play action is nothing but five step passing game anyway so we got routes that aren't home run routes you know we have a hook route we have a comeback route you know we got those first down routes that you got to have too that I don't even know if some option teams even have that but there's sometimes it's you know it's third nine third and ten they're not going to buy it. You know, post wheel ain't going to work. Right. But the hook will and the comeback will and, and you know, a, a, a post out, uh, you know, just different things are going to work to get you. And we have those type with it, but it's really in our, in our play action game that we yeah. take the, there's, you know, we have it. If it's at the end of the game, we'll, we'll just do a pure uh, five-step drop you know, there's times it's third, nine, third, ten, and we're going to do play action steps, and we're going to throw, we're going to throw a hook or a or yeah. comeback. Yeah, yeah. So, go ahead, coach. Well, I, you know, you talking about belly. Um, anything else you really like as a as a complimentary final? Y'all running trap or? Yes, yeah. I. I and, you know, everything <laughs> you say kind of goes back to the dude. <laughs> It, you know, if we got the dude, I want to get him the ball any way I can. So belly and trap, but yeah. we started running it uh, two years ago. Again, Kennesaw kind of, you know, everybody kind of what the A-back outside play was, was probably, you know, rocket toss. And Kennesaw started running the jet a lot too. And again, it's because Coach Glanton is there and Coach Chestnut, both coaching high school, and they, you know, had some wing T influences from and Coach Glanton ran the wing T forever. It was a great high school head coach for forever. And you know, the jet gets on the edge pretty darn quick. And it's but you can run that jet action and the rocket toss action, both complement the belly. So you can still have all the belly action off of that. So are we running belly? Or are we running jet? Are we running belly? Are we running rock? And that's I know that's wing T principles in it, but to me it's about getting the first down. So those those are really the and, and and we you, the other complimentary play would be counter. You know, yeah. you yeah. you're gonna run the counter. Uh, yeah. But off the, you know, counter is something that we uh, we. I've never, we kind of ran it some shorter the counter option, but we've always been a trap option team. Our kind of 
our kind of counter option is always trap option. So it kind of looks like midline and then your option, you know, option out the back door with it. That so that's yeah. a probably the complimentary plays that we got. It's belly, the you know, belly jet trap, rocket toss, and counter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we just got one more for him, Coach, about drills. Um, leave us with maybe uh, one or two drills. Um, uh, you guys must work through uh, every day to make the offense successful. Detail them and talk about uh, the equipment needed. The bit, you know, for me, uh, offensive line wise, I think it's it's the shoot. You got to have the shoot, but I, I'm a big. I think that you got to live with every day if you're going to be successful coaching. The option is is working your first two steps and getting them in the ground. And and it's a progression that you can teach. Uh, you know, you talk, uh, I talked earlier about fanatical with it and how we broke it down, how I've broke it down. When I coach the line, I mean, it's, it's – if you're going to – we started and Paul, Paul texted you with that. And Paul actually, when he was here, he started – we start before we even do that. We go through the chute back and forth, duck walking, and, and you stress because you're low and you have to get you know bend over getting under that chute. But it, it kind of goes into how we teach the blocking as they're duck walking. All I'm stressing is heel toe, heel toe. Well, what's that mean? When I take my steps, when I take my step with my right foot, my right heel is going to be in line with my left toe. So think about that as everybody talks about angles and power angles, even lifting and stuff is you want to have a good base. You want to have good power angles. If, as I'm blocking, if my steps are heel toe, heel toe, I always have my base under me. You know, a lot of people will teach it, you know, take that six inch step. You can't really, kids are different sizes. You got a kid with a 15 inch foot. You can't tell him to take a six inch. It's going to be different than somebody with a nine inch foot so but if you tell them heel toe heel toe when i'm stepping my heel my toe i've always got a great base coach seawalk's one i picked that up from just visiting with him a whole bunch and, and it's real simple i can get a kid i can spread my legs way apart because usually the worst thing that happens when an offensive lineman starts blocking is he takes too big a first step or a second step well you're gonna fall down you're off balance well, if I'm heel toe, heel toe, I've always got my balance. So that's all you're going to stress. So when I take – you're under the chute, we're working on the first step, I get a, I get a two by four. It's cut roughly about three foot two by four, so both toes are on that two by four. So we're going to take that first step, and we're going to do it with the right foot, and we're going to do it with the left foot. Because we teach a balanced stance. I don't want you to be cockeyed or – I don't want you to give what way, which way we're going. So if I'm taking that right foot, I'm taking my foot over that two by four and getting in his ground as quick as I can. That's my first step. And we're going to do that. We do that three times. You go set, hit, they hit it, get back in stance. They hit. On the third one, you duck walk out of the chute. Next guy's up. So we do that. Do it with the left foot. Then you go uh, two steps. So, I hit that right foot in the ground. And when my left foot comes over, you make them stop and make them look. That left heel better be even with that right toe. And as technical as all that is, are you going to get that in the game? No, you're not. But if you're repping it in the mind all the time and getting their mind, it's going to be closer to that than you ever know. And the whole thing about drive blocking, very getting to wherever you're going to get in this office, offense is how fast can I get my feet in the ground and get to where I need to get and drive blocking just a base block when people start teaching baseball and they're like drive your feet drive your feet chop your feet chop it don't you need to gain ground every step or you're not moving to do right so that's why you teach the hill toe because if I'm gonna if I'm on a base double team or whatever somebody out of there if I got my heel toe, heel toe, and I'm going, you've just taught anybody how to how to how to base block and how to run my feet, and they're going to end up pancaking because it's nothing but an effort drill there. But I think, to me, 
to have the offense to get going. And I'm a big believer in offensive line. I think that's the biggest drill you could do every day is two-step. And at the end of that progression, the two-step is we'll do those two steps. And we have a heavy dummy. I bought some when we got here. We had them at Shorter. We used to leave them outside. I think it had every MRSA and everything else known to man. All over. <laughs> we never put them up. But those things, because they got waterlogged, they had to be three or 400 pounds. But it's those heavy bags that you can get from, I don't know if Rod, who it sells, Rogers or whoever, but they're about 150, 200 pounds. Yeah, yeah. They call them Permian bags or something like that, maybe? Yeah, I think that's, that's it. But we'll do that two-strip drill, and you got to punch it. And you know, I want to hear. I, I I don't I don't want to hear you kissing a feather. I want you to punch it. Yeah. You know, and you can get into your hands never go behind your waist or whatever as you're punching or whatever. But we get into that two step in the punch, and then that final part of that whole progression is you got to base block that 150 hundred. It's hard to that dummy's hard to move because it's like a dead person. It's dead weight. Yeah. But if you're able to be violent with that bag and punch it and move it. When you hit a person, you're going to, it's going to be an explosion because that bag doesn't really give a person's going to give a little bit if you're coming off low on them. But that to me, that bag teaches, teaches, teaches pad level because if you're too high, you ain't moving it, nope. but it teaches you got to, you got to take the right steps. So you're not moving it. I, I just, I believe in that bag. And, and the shoots and just that simple drill, that's a 20, 25-minute deal here. Yeah. No, no, I appreciate that. That's a great point with that uh, two-by-four, making sure up and over, right? But, you know, a lot of people use the boards, you know what I mean? But they're yeah. not getting the same thing on a – unless you got the T-board part of it. You know right, I mean? unless you got the T-board. And there's some people that use that, and, and well, which is – Two by four is a lot cheaper, coach. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, that's the reason we did it at short. That's the reason we did it at shorter too. But see, Coach Seawalk's the one that told me just go get a two by four. Yeah, because it is a cheap. It's, it is a cheap thing to do. And he had them. He had them when he had them at Tech because he used it for a a, a pass pro thing too, yeah, a hand placement. That. Yeah. And um, but you know, I believe that offensive line wise, and then the other drill, and I was talking about you know when we get the group group work and we call it here we call it the phoenix drill um it's something we picked up from navy uh when we were at shorter and we went and it's for lack of any other better term it's it's option skelly is what it is it's a perimeter drill for but you get you you just you get a, a line snake you have that you got three foot splits on the line snakes you have the lineman there for it but it's just all all the uh Skill guys, receivers are out there too, and you got your one, two, and three key. Try to have a quarterback do the one key before they go. You know, just kind of rotate that so he's number one. So he's either, and we're telling him where you know, make it a give or a take or whatever. Yeah, a coach usually is the number who's number two, and then we have we have just uh, other backup receivers, A-backs or whatever at the safeties and the wideouts because we work in that drill. You know, if we're calling our load scheme, we're loading that linebacker. I mean, we, we do it full speed, no no questions asked, but we work every option that we're going to work. The wideouts are, you know, if it's our art scheme, we're going to work. We're going to work. Uh, A-back's going to work corner to safety because we're, we're going to block who the, who the threat is. Mm-hmm. So our, our keys are eyes on corner to safety. Mm-hmm. And we're just, our wideouts is mundane, and a lot of them hate to do it. It's drive off the ball and block the whoever the over-the-top key is. Who's, who, who's ever got you is who you got. Yep. You just you run a go route every time. Yep. And our backside wideouts, we have a backside safety there that rolls toward it. He's got to cut off. You know, we have everybody doing that full speed. But, I, again, it's a must. If you want to run this offense, you – you can't get enough reads in if you're going to run the option, yeah. if you're going to do the option. And and it's just something that I believe in. And, you know, to be successful, I think you got to do that. And, and you know, that's what we do, that Phoenix drill. And it's not 
what do you got to have? You got to have, you know, you don't have to have that snake if you don't have one. Just set up cones where, you know, you get, if you do it with cones, put somebody that's a – put the inside leg of the guard there if you're going to run. What we run would be outside veer. For us, is actually a tag off the inside veer that we have a tag that we're going to run the inside veer track and this we're going to just go outside with it and we call it a crease call, but it's it's really outside veer where we we're not going to read anybody to something we do different than other people. They got to be head up to outside the tackle before we'll read them. I'm not going to read a four. I'm not going to read a B gap defender. We're going to double them. And so that is that really outside veer? It is, but we run the inside track and tell him to cut off the double team. Yeah. And it turns out to be outside veer, but we're again, you know, wh- why put in another play? Just run that. You know, yeah. we and we had it, we had it at shorter, and it was a goal line play for us, but we always ran it with a tight end. And we did run outside veer. Um, but again, it's a little bit further down the line for the quarterback and do you want to work out? I'm not saying it's not a bad play. It's a good play. But for us, it's just it's just veer to us, and we're just going to block. We're blocking the B-gap player. Yeah. We're not going to read, you know, Tech and all them. A lot of people will read a four-eye. That, that's hard. You're putting a lot of pressure on the Dern. And the B-back to get the ever-living hell knocked out of him or the quarterback getting hit in the tees. That's a hard read. And why do something that's – you're making it too hard on them to do that. So that's one difference that we have. And the other, this kind of in our schemes that, you know, other people might want to hear because it make them want to talk is big believer, obviously with the belly, we have tight ends. We use the tight end. That's part of our function is, to, is we do run the heavy set with a tackle over, but, you know, our tight end, we don't put a wide out down there as the backside tackle. We're going to put a tight end. We have – we use a tight end a bunch. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how and how are you training him? Is he an, is he with you or with the O line coach? Or he's what? with the O line. He's a tackle, yeah, yeah. but he's you know we've had some uh, we've had even one here last year. You know we we got pass routes for him. We got some guys if they, if they can uh, if they can do that part of it, we're going to do it. But it, you know in practice, he's a glorified tackle because he's. He's down there going under the shoot every because he's got to do. Even if you put him in to run the the veer stuff, is you know he's got an inside release. He's got a veer release. He's got to learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, coach, we can't thank you enough, man. It was it was awesome. Now, I appreciate you coming on. It was fun to talk to you and talk learn more about Cumberland and and uh, and learn about the stuff you're doing up there. It's awesome. Oh no, no problem, guys. I I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm I'm humbled and appreciative that you asked me to talk with you. I, um, we're I can tell you this with everybody, anybody that's listening. We're we're an open book here. I, nothing I know that I didn't get from somebody else. So um, more than welcome to come visit, call, do whatever. Um, we're an open book, and we'll share anything with you. What we'll, we'll, we'll do is get whatever info, whatever best way somebody can get a hold of you. We'll put it in the show notes for them, and they can, you know, we'll have them tell them, hey, if you have any questions or you want to come and see y'all practice or play, give you a call or get or send you a message, whatever. So sounds good. And you might, if especially those guys in uh, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama that played in the fall, where you know this stuff didn't happen. Um, um, <laughs> we're playing in the spring, February twelfth. If you want to come freeze your Thing yeah. head off, you know, <laughs> oldest I've ever been in my life, guys, was University of Cummers in Williamsburg, Kentucky, in 08. We played them in the playoffs. It was the field didn't defrost until halftime, and that was in stinking November. Yeah, wow. And I we're going to play them February 19th at Williamsburg, Kentucky. Now, I ain't looking forward to this at all. <laughs> just, I'm getting old. I can't, this, this is going to be too cold. Yeah. <laughs> I say we started doing, man. So uh, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we uh, we'll do Chick Fil A sometimes for the kids pregame, and you know they bring that big black pop that's got the heater thing in the bottom of it. We put your ball, the yeah, we, balls we in there and put it in our ball bag. 
You just gave me a thought. I'm going to get one. I'm yeah, going to Chick-fil-A in January. We got us one of those Wilson ball bags. It's got the, you know, where you put the balls in each compartment, you know. Yeah. Put that warming thing underneath that and plug it in. It's awesome. I'm sure. I think I'm going to order sandwiches February yeah. the 1st, and I'm not yeah. going to take the bag back until yeah. April. That's Thanks. what we did. We just kept the bag and kept that warmer in there, and we plug it in. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, in Virginia sometimes, we, I mean, we've been fortunate. We've been pretty good, and, and we'll be in the playoffs. And it's – I mean, we played down here in Suffolk one night, and God almighty, man, it was like 28 the, when the game started. You know, and the sun was sort of up still, you know, and it didn't get – it just got colder from there. Yeah. And uh, that – that I'll never forget our quarterback. He was like, dang, man, I'm so glad you put that warmer in there. It's like I can actually feel the ball. I can't feel my hand, but when yeah. the ball hits it, it warms everything up. <laughs> I'm telling you because that's – Yeah. That, 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 that playoff game at University of Cummins, the when the game started, it was 19 degrees. God. And that's November. Yeah, chilly. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Well, good luck, Coach. We hope you know. Yeah, like said, we we wish you the best of luck. Hope you have a heck of a season in the spring. And I know you'll just be happy to have some ball. I know you. Will. That's right. Yeah. It it will be. It's gonna. It's it, it it. Hopefully, it happens. So our kids, uh, they've endured a lot and battled and been great about it. But you know, hopefully for them, we get to yeah get to have that. So yeah. That's going to wrap this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. You can download or listen to our podcast at Apple iTunes, Spotify, or the Google Podcast app. You can go on and rate us if you think we're any good and leave us some comments that you might think uh, you'd like to hear about in future episodes. Again, I'm Matt McLeod. You can reach me on Twitter at RunTheTriple. Again, that's at RunTheTriple. Our Mesh Point Podcast uh, has its own Twitter page. And that is at the mesh point again at the mesh point you can also find me on flexbonenation.com i have an option blog there and write articles and have plays uh, that can help you out particularly during the season all right tony i want you to let the listeners know how they can get you on social media all right, guys, go to Three Face Football on Twitter at Three Face Football, and uh, you'll you'll be able to follow my account. And um, the cool thing about it is, is every Monday we do something called Mesh Point Monday, and basically I'll post out four questions concerning a triple option topic. And it's a great opportunity for coaches all around uh, the country and uh, to, to get together and network and and uh, get to know each other and you know talk about some kind of triple option topic. So catch uh, catch that every Monday, eight o'clock Eastern. And uh, what you want to do is search the hashtag MeshPoint to see everybody's responses uh, to to the four questions. Uh, like I said, great great way to uh, build our networks and, and and learn some things. It's like an ongoing webinar on Twitter, so it's real cool. Also, check out the website threefacefootball.net. Uh, we've got some cool gear, like Fear the Veer. You'll see in the background here, uh, Fear the Veer stuff, uh, MeshPoint gear, and and other things like that. So uh, go check out that website as well. 